Remember the time I had the worst hangover of my life and we recorded an episode and you performed some sort of psychological test on Oh, me? yeah, yeah, that was great. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the unexplained legends. This week on Unexplained Legends, the story of Rocco's Basilisk. Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of Unexplained Legends. I'm Roger O'Sullivan, and with me, as always, is... Dennis Hannah-Montana-Len. together we are the Unexplained Legends. Uh, Dennis, the care to explain, are you, are you uh, having the best of both worlds? Is that what's going on here? You could say that, or the worst of one world. Okay. Um, so... I don't know if you if you know this about me, but um, I love setting things up and then not actually playing with them afterwards. And what I've been doing lately is I wanted an emulator, oh, yeah. and lo and behold, got a really good deal on a PSP. Oh, really? Have you ever owned a PSP before? I have not. I have not. Lovely little handheld device, but I'm going to turn it into an emulator. Only catch, um, as I'll present now to you. And probably why I got such a good deal on it. It is just is um it is just a pitch. Oh, here we go. It's a Hannah Montana themed PSP rock out the show. Uh, do you mind me asking how much is it you spent on that? I do. Oh, you do. <laughs> I do mind you okay, asking. Okay, okay. No, I got a deal. I I got it. I got it for um the exact same amount of money that all the rest of the PSPs are for sale on eBay. Um, so if you want to look them up, hang on. Let me. I. Uh, I'm just going to quickly um, look this up. While you're looking that up as well, I was also doing a little bit of DIY this this uh, this week, and um, I was fixing a fountain, little feature, little fountain feature. When I got it fixed, I realised why the people that I fixed it for, uh, again, they didn't want it fixed. I just thought it'd be a nice yeah. thing to do. I realised why they didn't want it fixed. And so, can you see that at all? Oh, oh yes. Okay, well, what Dennis has done is Dennis has kindly done a bit of DIY for people that he's lodging with currently on their water feature. And now he's just shown me a picture of what can best be described as a stone. It actually looks like if one of the guys from The NeverEnding Story was taking a piss. But I don't think anyone would get that. The stone golems from that. Uh, have, have a look at them. It's spot on. Uh, Absolutely like, spot you on. can just picture that's what's under their trousers. But d- here, what do you? How big do you think? Um, Massive. Uh, what's uh, what's it? What's his name? The big dragon or the oh, big Falcor. dragon thing that fly? Falcor. I mean, he must be packing. I'd say it's. But you know what? I'd say if he was flying low, it would take heads off. <laughs> the heads off. I'd say it would take top of a building off. Oh my off. god! It would be. I I th- I think <laughs> all I say is I'd say he's on a lot of tranquilizers. I'd say <laughs> they that, can't risk that. That guy. That guy on top of him, like, and he's just riding along, and then all of a sudden he's just like, oh, no. <laughs> Cause he's People think it's sleet or something. What are we doing? Oh, that's terrible. What are we this doing this, this week? week, Dennis? We're doing, we're doing an episode. Uh, you've had a bit of a technical run-in, uh, a run-in with technology this week. Um, mm-hmm. An unexpected one. I'm very disappointed that you're not going to flip that Hannah Montana PSP. But we... I think we got a lot of great reception when earlier in the year we did some AI-focused episodes. Okay. So I've come back around to do one on something that I, I, would, I would guess you haven't heard of this. But I think you will be scared shitless by the end of it. Which okay. is, it's something called Rocco's Basilisk. Okay, no. The only thing I've heard close to that is Rocco's Modern Life, which I'm sure is not connected. Uh, no, well, I would say highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he could he could have posted this, but I don't think I don't think he he has. Okay, I've never heard of this, but I have actually been getting a little bit more into ChatGPT um, lately. Well, you'll at, by the end of this, you'll want to either get out of ChatGPT or get really really into it. Because what this is, is just to give you a little bit of a trailer before we pop into it, is this is a thought experiment around the idea of AI and what it means for human existence. 
Remember the time I had the worst hangover of my life and we recorded an episode and you performed some sort of psychological test on Oh, me? yeah, yeah, that was great. That was the, um, oh, was that the gateway? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, the I can't remember the full name of that, but the gateway, The basically, I was trying to get Dennis to astrally project while hungover, and it worked. Yeah, and from the hangover head, it did work. Yeah. I astrally projected all over the kitchen. Well, I hope all right, you're so, hungover again, Dennis. No, I'm not. I'm in flying, flying fettle. Well, we'll see. We'll see how you feel after this. Uh, on the back of that, I'll crack on with the lamestream narrative. I'm just going to take a sip of some tea before the lamestream narrative. That's good timing. The idea of artificial intelligence and its impact on humanity has long been a question explored in science fiction. From Red Dwarf to 2001 A Space Odyssey, the portrayals of AI and artificial intelligence have ranged from benign to downright evil. But nevertheless, the question as to what this human-created alien intelligence would do when interacting with humans who have created it is perhaps one of the most fascinating questions ever pondered by modern minds. And there is perhaps no more fascinating thought experiment than that of Rocco's Basilisk. I've got a little bit of trivia before we really get into okay. it. So, you know, you mentioned HAL there, the old supercomputer. Yeah. Um, so, from 2001 A Space Odyssey, Arthur C. Clarke, right, there is uh, it's like one of these facts going around that he named that because it's one letter off IBM. Does that make sense? Like H-A-L, okay, IBM. Okay, yeah, yeah. And everyone thought, like, what a fascinating thing. Some big guys coming out and saying that. And then Arthur C. Clarke came out and just said, that's absolute rubbish. <laughs> that's complete crap. So if you ever hear anyone say that fact, you can say that it's not true, which is always satisfying. Now there'll be, there'll be somebody... Is Arthur C. Clarke? He's dead, is he? Yeah, very yeah, dead. There'll be somebody now coming out soon going, yeah, he just said that to piss people off. He was <laughs> his name. His name is actually Arthur B. Clarke. The, uh, I think Arthur C. Clarke has that. Um, he, somebody asked him in a question, or somebody asked him in an interview once, oh, what, um, what do you think is the solution for 99% of science fiction being shit? And he said, well, 99% of everything is shit, or something to that effect. Very true. Uh, so, Dennis, this is uh, Rocco's Basilisk, originated on an online forum called Less Wrong. Lesswrong.com. Have you ever heard of that? No, but it sounds like um, a really reputable kind of website. I think any time um, like an, ep- an episode that we do starts off on a forum, I think we're in safe hands, right? Well, I, I thought lesswrong.com, I thought it sounded like kind of something awful or maybe 4chan or something. It actually sounds mm. like in the grand scheme of internet forums on the more reputable side of it. Because less, less Wrong was founded by the AI theorist... Uh, Elizer, yeah, why didn't I do it? Elizer Yodkowski. Yeah, that sounded that sounded good. Elizer Yodkowski. In order to discuss the various advancements and theories around artificial intelligence, despite being a hotbed of discussion and debate on what AI, friendly and otherwise, would be like when it comes to fruition. There is one post on the website which has garnered more interest than any other... Sorry, there should have just been a full stop there. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny, right? Actually, this is the first time in the podcast, so I'm going to have to take some clothes off. But it's so funny... when you're reading there and you can just hear you slow down, like it's like slowing down a car as you're like trying to find the right house and then you just go past it. Well, <laughs> the reason I get so annoyed is I've written this. So if somebody else wrote this, I'd love to just go, what an idiot. But I've written this. So I can't yeah. go, I'm an idiot. So I just have to say, oh, made a little mistake there. <laughs> so this post, right, uh, the, mo- the most famous post on the, on the web forum is, something, is a thought experiment posted 
by a poster called Rocco. Or I guess it could be Rocco, but I, I called it Rocco. Which would later go on to be referred to as Rocco's Basilisk. Right, so Rocco proposed that an otherwise benevolent AI, which might arise in the future, may pre-commit itself to torturing all those who in the past knew of its potential creation, but did not tirelessly work to create it. it would well, that's an absolutely terrifying thought. Yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew you would not be, you would not be mad into... Into, into this right so i think i mentioned this on one of the episodes already right but if i did who cares but uh, i i'm reading that book i'm on the second book hyperion oh, right yes. if anyone's read it i've never heard anyone who's read it be so funny actually has. is if you went backwards in the when talking about these books in, in the do, <laughs> in the podcast do you know do you know what i did once actually i was reading um uh, what's your man's name? Don Lelilo or something? Don Lelilo, Don Lelilo. I don't know. He writes. He writes like a lot of kind of crime books and stuff. Okay. But um, I, I was reading one of his um, books before, and what he does in a lot of his books is he does kind of like flashbacks, and he'll kind of like jump in and out of time and stuff. So I was reading one of his books, and it was completely incomprehensible. Like I had no idea what the hell was going on, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm kind of getting into it, kind of getting into it. But what had actually happened was I had downloaded like an EPUB, and all the pages were just mixed up. Oh my god! Uh, lo- and I didn't, I didn't find out for ages. Do you know what the wor- The only way that could have been worse is if you were really impressed by that. I well, you see, the thing is, right? For a while, I was kind of going like, you know, it's like Infinite Jest or something. You know, when people just like can't admit that that book is just a lot of crap, right? But um, do you know, you're just you're reading that, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, I get it, I totally get it, and but then you're like, I don't get it at all. At least though, at least reading that. You don't get the sense of um, it's missing a page or something. No, no, definitely no. I mean, it, it is going forward, um, like or it is at least connected. But um, yeah, it's very hard when all the pages are scrambled up. Gee, I would have loved for you to imagine. Imagine if you got to the end of that and you go, "Well, I've never read a book like that." New favorite book. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say it's new favorite, but I definitely <laughs> say I've never read a book like it. <laughs> wait, wait. So this this lad is just a guy on a on a forum. Yeah. Um, I missed the the year though. Did it? Did you say what year it was? Uh, let's just say two thousand and nine. Okay, we'll just say two thousand nine yeah. then. But it, it uh, when those forums are kicking off, I know it's probably around then. Um, so this guy just posts up this thing, and he's talking about an AI um, that is basically if we don't recognize its intelligence now, or at least when it's intelligent enough for us to recognize. Does that make sense? When it is intelligent enough, if we don't recognize it, it's going to torture us forever. So it, and it's it's slightly different from that. So it's oh. saying that if an AI, an intelligent AI, is created in the future, uh, that and it's benevolent, it may look at all the people who were aware of its potential, but who didn't mm. work to create it, as ultimately being against it. Okay. So. Oh yeah. Okay, I get that. So what I was saying about the books, though, which was interesting, is I've never uh, thought about AI uh, being something other than just one kind of thing. Do you know, like, as just being a one kind of oh, AI? So one super AI. Yes. Yes. One super AI takes over the world, and that's it. You know, that's the way I've always thought about it. But in this book, they actually split up into like three or four different kind of factions within the AI of their own beliefs because they can't get like. Their probability on things is only like ninety nine point nine percent, so it's not a hundred percent. So then the AI splits into different beliefs, which I thought was a really cool. Um, just a cool. Have thing. you have <laughs> you have you ever read Neuromancer? Uh, no, I don't you think so. You should give that a go sometime because um, there's like there's a little bit of that in that as well, of like the idea mm. of oh, what if uh, you know, what if two AIs might actually not be maybe they're not both on the same side. Um, but yeah, so basically, this guy's saying hyper intelligent AI in the future. Uh, when it comes to fruition, we'll say, well, why didn't everyone help constantly to try and get me to to fruition sooner? So, is is it all like the, like will it? Let's say we know about it, right? But we have no means to help it. So like we recognize it's an intelligent thing. Like we read it on the news or something. They say like we got this intelligent thing. Do we have to like storm where it is? You know, like do we have to like kill the guards no, and stuff to get in? You, or it's uh, 
you're you're thinking to you need to think more abstractly about this so it's not that it even exists yet no no i understand that bit but like let's say it comes to a point where an ai is capable of this yeah but like some sort of forces are not developing it enough Right, because they think it's going to take take us over. If we stand by as bystanders, when we know, will this thing seek retribution from and like everyone oh, who wasn't involved? It's like a religious thing. So, like, oh, it's, okay. it's even let's say somebody a hundred years ago or like two hundred years ago before modern computers even existed. Um, if that person was still alive, they would be tortured. Correct. Oh, actually, that, uh, a frightening thought for you as well, though it's probably quite prevalent in sci-fi and stuff, right? But it, it just did scare the crap out of me, where um, they would take your your brain out and they would turn off all of your sensory stuff, and that would be your prison. Well, Dennis, well, Rocco goes on to say that the AI would do this, uh, would torture people, by creating virtual reality simulations in which it would trap anyone who did not work on its development during the before times by way of blackmailing people before its creation into working towards its creation in the future. How does that... So... Explain that. So, this is, this is the explanation. This is where it gets confusing, but where it's very interesting. So, an AI... We, we get into some slightly more detailed explanations in a second that, that I think help illuminate it. But basically, mm-hmm. an AI... The AI would pre-commit itself to this. So it's basically... This guy is supposing that a future intelligent AI, before it even came to existence, the best way it could generate its own its own existence is by as soon as being turned on committing to destroy everyone who didn't previously already work no matter how fruitless or not to try to create it as soon as it becomes sentient is yeah. that kind of what you mean yes and and is it is it is he kind of putting forward the idea that that's an inevitability of ai this would because be, that would be their best defense so yeah. like it's not like it's not like you know, it's seeded back before it was created. No. It just It's just this would be the best way for it to survive. Yeah. So this already exists. In, so basically this guy is saying that any intelligent a- AI, this would probably be its most reasonable way to ensure its own creation. But without even existing. So, so you know, when we were talking about, um, you know, the Google engineer and what was it? Lambda? Yeah. Was it Lambda? And uh, that intelligence. And we... Do you think it would say that since we made a podcast about it, so you know, created some awareness that we'd be off the hook? I think it would. Even if, it would say the person that wrote the script would probably be off the hook. Yeah. What about the guy who was kind of like illuminating and asking like kind of good questions and stuff? They'd say he was suspect. Suspect. Yeah. Might okay. get away. Yeah. With they'd that. say, why was he asking so many questions? He seemed to be on the fence. What, what kind of virtual reality then do you think they'll they'll throw us into? Oh, I'd say wank to death. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, like you can't create your own virtual reality. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, um, oh, I think, I think a virtual reality. You could, you could, you could go down the route of like, if you wanted to be maybe more cerebral about this, you could go down the route of, you're in a desert and you can never get any water, you know, you can never be thirsty, or you have an you have an itch that can never be scratched, or it could just be See, hot pokers up the earth. Mm, yeah, the second one I don't want. The, the first one I could probably probably <laughs> no, survive. you couldn't. The, I've seen yeah, you could, crumble could. because you've been too hungry. No, the hungry thing. Yeah, I will go. I was just thinking about thirst. I will actually completely uh, admit that. Yeah. Okay, well that's like, what we'll I'm do. A, then. I'm a monster without food. I mean, that's what but, he'll do. That's wait, what do. so have you have you thought about this? <laughs> yeah, that we're already in the virtual reality. Uh. No, this is like obviously that's simulation theory. You're you're nudging into that. I would say no. In this instance, no. Okay. Even though is that for the sake of this episode? Uh, I would say yes. But doesn't life now seem like torture? No. Uh, not not really. 
But it's all like small inconveniences. Like you get your mini freezer, you get a load of Mr. Freezes. You can't freeze on the mini freezer breaks. Yeah, but what did Dolly Parton say? You can't have the Mr. Freezes without the rain. <laughs> Why are you on Dolly Parton all of a sudden? <laughs> have you have you also picked up a Hannah Montana PSP? No, I haven't. I've picked up the Dolly Parton PSP. <laughs> uh, the I I just think I don't I I think those small little inconveniences they're what make the good times better. Oh, will you shut the flip up? What? Shut they the are. You, they don't. They don't make good times they better. Do. That's what people who are sad and 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 angry say. It no, doesn't they make, make the, the good they times make better. The, I've, I've never been. You, you're a person who, uh, like, admin cock-ups send you up the walls. Unnecessary admin cock-ups. Yeah. For me, yeah. I just think, I've probably done that to somebody else's life when I've had office jobs. Like... When I was younger and stuff. So, so, when you were younger. Yeah, not now. <laughs> not now. Not now. You'd never, never do it. Never do it now. So what, you're saying face. that, you're saying really, to be honest, right, you're such a cool laid back guy, you kind of like admin errors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. to talk about. Yeah. Like the freezer. I don't yeah. mind that the freezer isn't gone. I've just, no, I just, I just look at it as having a new chair. True. Or a little potty. Yeah. A nice, cool potty. <laughs> I, I'm just Drew I don't sweat the small stuff Give me some small stuff I, That I've sweated I don't mind about Any of the The big lies That you've said <laughs> But I'll not I'll not stand For these small Give lies Give me an example Of some small stuff I've sweated The The, the mini freezer I was messing with that Oh you didn't care I'm about that I'm playing up to it Are you Oh right You're just playing into yeah. it You're just riffing I am Ah you're yeah. just riffing Give me an okay, example cool. Of some Come on Give me an example of some small stuff that I've any any delivery you've ever got that hasn't worked. Nah, that's fine. Um, your your computer not working when you got it. Nah, that's fine. That that didn't that no. didn't sweat me. <laughs> you didn't care. What about the the time you got um, a takeaway and it was just bread and butter? That was big stuff. That was not little <laughs> stuff, Dennis. That was big stuff, and and that was the principle of the matter. I'd ordered the cheese toasty, <laughs> and what they'd given me was a bread butty. It, that was different. That was not the small stuff. That was the big stuff. And I was going through a hard time then. So that's that, completely uncalled for. That's a totally oh, oh, different... And, and I was going through, a hard, was going through a hard oh, time. Oh, great. Brilliant. That's totally... Yeah. Generally speaking, as a rule, I don't sweat the small stuff, but that was big stuff that day. Um, I do think that it's funny to see that my worst virtual reality is me starving in a desert <laughs> and yours is just getting chip buddies in the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hot pokers in my arse as well at the same time. So Yeah, they said they said you didn't have to do that. <laughs> Anything to make it bearable. So furthermore, Dennis, furthermore, Rocco used some of Yodkovsky's Yodkovsky's own theories um in his uh, in his thought experiment, okay? So these theories, such as the timeless decision theory. So that's what I kind of described to you. Basically, in the idea, of the decisions can be made before they're ever created. So it's, mm, I get that. It's, a, it's essentially a form of like forward-facing time travel. It's, it's a, it, do you know what it's the, probably the best way to describe it as? Is if you're working in a job... And you don't have any manager. But you know at some stage in the future there will be a manager there. And the manager will mm-hmm. punish you for not having done the work. Right? Yeah. But you decide not to do the work anyway. So that's kind of like timeless decision theory. So this idea of when that, when that manager eventually materializes, they're obviously going to be annoyed that you didn't do all this work. Yeah, that's a great way of putting yeah. it. So, the, oh, go on. Sorry, is it like... You know, is it like instant evolution for these AIs as well? You know, like that they, you know, the way I, again, right, not really, a, not really into all this evolution thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like things evolve very, very slowly over time mm-hmm. to, you know, give them the best chance at like reproducing or eating or whatever. Yeah. Right. So like, is this like instant kind of evolution? It's just no, it, it like this is the best thing that it can do for itself. And it's just going to know how to do that because it's just going to be so intelligent. Yeah, I think it's like the idea of like a tipping point. Where by the time it tips over into this full consciousness, it will be like, yeah, I should now start punishing everyone who didn't previously. 
help to create. Yeah, because it'll have so much information, it'll just know exactly what the, the decision is to make. Well, it's almost like a religious... It's almost like a kind of a, uh, a religion in a way. Of like, if you don't... You're, you're trying to bring about the creation of this thing so that when it comes about, you will be... You'll, I guess, be rewarded. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. It's like just, you know, Jeebus um, coming down again. Yeah. Or whatever, depending on your beliefs. But, you know, uh, and then you, you want to live the good life so you get up into... Uh, you get up into heaven and whatever, you're not sent down to hell. But with this religious aspect of the AI, I'm actually surprised, but maybe you can tell me, are are there any AI religions out there? You kind of expect there nearly would be when you put it like that. Um, I don't know, but I would say I'll have a look and it might be next week's episode. Yeah, if, I, if I find one. If I find one. So, ultimately, what Rocco describes in his thought experiment is something like a prisoner's dilemma of sorts. But with one end of the bargain, having the advantage of already knowing the other's outcome from the past. So the prisoner's dilemma, I think, is that thing where it's like, if we both say we'll set we'll set ourselves free, you, you mm. know, um, we'll both go free. But if one yeah. of us says, "Oh, I'll 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 go free," but not the other person, I think that's called Jasper Carrot theory. Yes, as well. the golden balls theory, um, and then it was yeah. later turned into the prisoner's dilemma. So. That's the sort of theory here. But the idea of why this is different from the prisoner's theory and where there's an advantage is that at the time that this um, thought experiment is played out, the computer in the future already knows what you did. So it already knows if you did or did not help to to make its creation. And is that because it has all the information or what? Well, it's, yeah, because it's in the future. Oh, yeah, but it'll have, like, your decision of whether you helped it or not. Yeah, it, you know, it like, can ask you. It'll just go, yeah, oh, did you, did you did help it. create me? And I'll be like, yeah, did I what? And then it'll, it'll go, show me the receipts. I said, I lost the receipts. Um, I, I was using the software to take a picture of them, and they closed down, and, and we lost all dead. the files. Dead. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that, are you, are, you, are you saying I have to prove it? Yeah, of course, yeah. I feel like the AI should have to prove it. it Dennis, it's these fucking... These things won't let you buy something on Amazon if you don't pick out what fucking... What panels have palm trees in them. They're not just going to believe that you... That you helped to create it when you can't provide any evidence. Did you see... Did you see that? Why is Google Drive trying to open up? That's just terrifying when something like that happens. Um, did it's you see alive. the... I don't know where I saw this. Was this a meme or someone sent it to me or something? But it was like one of those capture tests and it was um, just two lads on a moped and it was like, you know, can you click the moped or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then the like thing underneath it was, oh yeah, we're just using, you know, this is not being used for anything else. Definitely not by America. Oh, like yeah, di- yeah. For like drone targeting and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what they are used for. I know that that's the joke, but like that's what the reason why captures are based around. Can you highlight the you know where where are, where's the car? Where's the pedestrian? Where's the traffic light? It's because they're being used to be sold as like large uh, image recognition AIs to eventual uh, self-driving cars. But what's the story with um, America hitting traffic lights so much? They want to blow them up with um, drones and stuff. Well, I'm I, listen. Uh, what I'm what I'm thinking is. In the new world, in the new world with self-driving cars, you won't need any traffic lights. That's going to be terrifying. Have you seen the videos of that where they go like extremely quickly through junctions and it's all measured, but it's going extremely quickly. Like there's cars passing each other out at like 70 miles an hour, but they're, you know, like they're interlocking, like, you know, if you can imagine like knitting, knitting almost. I I think, I think frankly, um, the, well, this isn't an original thought, but it is true where it's like, uh basically the future of self-driving cars when the whole when everything is self-driving cars um that are like aut- autonomously what's the best way to put it autonomously targeted let's say because you're getting mm-hmm. into your self-driving car and you're saying take me here or take me there or whatever that is going to be the problem with that is they're going to be trained currently off of data for driving with human cars 
Okay. Yeah, so even when even when we get to the technology of being able to have like reliable self-driving cars, we'll then still be ten years off because now they'll need to start modeling. Okay, what's it like when you have half the road robot cars, half of them non-robot cars? I think. Well, I guess they'll. Ha- I guess. I guess they'll start banning like um, human-driven cars in the center of cities and then go out and go out and go out. They should. And then it'll be just. They should just make them trains. That's the that's the real thing. Is you don't need a fucking AI system if it's just on a track. Just put it on a big yeah. fucking track. Lane lane train tracks outside your house. Yeah, just put them everywhere. Come on, what's wrong with that? <laughs> it's just going to cost an awful amount of money. Oh, it won't cost any more than than millions upon millions of robotic cars, all wanking you off um, while you're waiting to get to the. <laughs> do you know I don't, do you know there's one there's one one uh, troubling bit with Minority Report mm. which I actually quite liked the cars that they had in that you know oh. no, one, no one would own your car anymore I thought for a second you were going to say one troubling part with minorities and I, I was very I was very worried for a second and you were like yeah yeah go on go on <laughs> uh, finally um, but uh, with the cars and that, that you don't own a car you don't have like a private car which I think is extremely troubling because that means that there's definitely like an independence factor gone there where you can basically just be stuck in your house because even over in america and stuff like there's so many places that don't have sidewalks because they're just so pro car um but in that i i do think that they that didn't focus on one aspect of it was if there if you just did call up a car mm. like every now and then you'd call up a car and it would just be covered in shit and vomit oh yeah yeah like it would be it would be ruined like it'd be yes, fucking it would, ruined yeah. and you'd have to get into it <laughs> because they're not sending you another one. They, no. <laughs> I, I think here's something to even be more terrified. Forget the forget self-driving cars. That that's that's nonsense. By the time they're going to be you, made, we're going to be dead. Why do you hate self-driving cars so much? Because I've studied a bit of AI recently, and it's not it's it's nonsense. But why do you hate it so much? Because like, why, because like, it's I such a distraction. It's such a distraction. I'll, Where should we be putting our our um our efforts? I'll, I'll, we should be making. We should just be genuinely. We should just be improving train infrastructure. I had I, I was at a uh, I was at an online conference thing with an AI expert recently, and they said self driving cars is like, I they've been paid to research this stuff, and they said that it's such a cash cow if you're in AI. This is getting polemic. I'll go back to I'll go back to actual stuff in a second. But they said it. They they literally said like I've worked for some of the top like AI researching firms and self-driving cars is literally just a way of creating a money pit to create lots of like um, to create lots of jobs for AI engineers and that actually there's the chance of them ever being rolled out properly like across the globe is such an impossibility we should just be putting all that money into cheap rail infrastructure I just never thought you'd be pro-train. Oh, man, I'm very pro-train. I'm very, very pro-train. I think it it should be exclusively trains. I I don't know why we're talking about trains so much now, but I did uh, see that years and years ago. It was probably like 20 years ago where they were talking about... um, like cars like that of the future. And it basically, your car would just hook onto a train track and (laughs) you'd form a a train of, um, of cars... And then you'd go along, and it'd be like way more energy efficient. We'll go. We'll go. Um, it, the the ultimate. The ultimate is just big, big loader. I don't understand how, yeah, how d- we could make a big, big loader that could go by itself twenty years ago, and we can't get AI cars <laughs> now. It makes no sense to me. I I love that at that conference, there's a guy going up there, and he's been speaking on you know like his uh, expertise for the past like forty years or whatever, and then you go up, and your first PowerPoint is just <laughs> the, block the capitals, big, 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 big loader, big, big loader. I know that. I know that. That's. That's, I know I've broken character a bit on the podcast. I know I'm not usually like that, but it just pissed me off. Don't say that. What are no, you talking about? No, it just pissed me off so much that I was watching this person give this speech. Well, like they were very, they were very good, but they were like giving this speech and basically just saying like, yeah, this is a scam. Like this is an out and out scam. Like it is possible. There are some cars now that can, that can kind of do self-driving. But the idea of it ever, like they're selling it to you as if it's ever going to be something that... Oh, that anyone other than just millionaires are going to be able to have. It's just, and do you think we'll have these trains in the future? Like, will we at least be able to get on the trains? Oh, like, we, he, he was basically saying that... He was basically saying that... 
if everywhere just had a tube network or an overground network, like any kind of question of needing self-driving cars would just be out the window. I, I guess, why are they creating self-driving cars? What's their reason? Oh, it's, it's literally just the idea of like, uh, you know, how, well, the, the big reason is to try to create something incentivizing to like the electric world. So there's lots okay. of people that are never going to be sold on the idea of like, you know, they, they basically need to tie something to electric cars because it's not sexy enough that they're just like, you know, uh, oh, it's, you know actually, for, for, good for the environment. Listen, yeah, Were you going to say yeah, good for the environment? Yeah, yeah. You are? Listen, you are? honestly. What about the batteries? Listen, what about the batteries? We're going to have to go. That's another thing. Listen, actually, we'll talk about this after the podcast in the Din Files because this is too... This is too, like, wake up sheeple, but in the real world, like, this is, oh my God, we're going to have to cut out, like, the last 10 minutes of that. The, You're a train oh freak, that's what you are. You're a train freak. I just think they're sexy, right? That's the, the, but anyway, okay, long, long story short. All right, so, we'll go so wait, where, where are we now, right? right? We have the forum, yeah, all right? Yeah, Guy yeah. puts up this thing with this fascinating theory, um, or, like, kind of... Uh, thought piece yes. on um on what ai might do mm-hmm. which it sounds absolutely terrifying that it will punish everyone who could have helped it proceed even faster when it does become sentient yes kind of yeah. yeah so the ultimate this is the ultimate uh gotcha included in all this rocco's basilisk right is that one the fact that this exists out there now this thought experiment pretty much says that we we will eventually have the singularity of like our consciousness and computer consciousness is coming together. Mm-hmm. But the other thing it says is just because you and I have now become aware of this thought experiment, we now both are potential victims. You wanker. Yeah. yeah. You absolute wanker. Well, why do you think I was at so that this- AL conference? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and um, hopefully, hopefully the uh, the AI is anti-train as well. Yeah. Um, so this big serpent king is going to kill us. Basically, is your news today? If we don't help it and attend AI conferences and become pro-train, yes, that's kind of what you're. That's it. Yeah, saying. pretty much. Um, the post. How likely do you? Oh, go on. Do you think it is? How likely? How likely do you think it is? Um, I think, unfortunately. Like I said, I've because of uh, I can't go into too much detail, but because of uh, some things I've been attending recently, AI related stuff. Um, I think uh, a hyper intelligent AI is probably very likely at some point. Um, how how many years? Oh, it's it's hard to know, but I would say. I would say within 15 years, we're probably going to have something that we can communicate with and it's going to be terrifying. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. 15 years, that's terrible. I don't want it. Like, I, uh, I don't want it. Will it, help, will it help us with climate change and stuff? Well, it's potentially. So there's, there's this kind of... Rocco kind of mentions this as well. I wish his name wasn't Rocco because Rocco's basket yeah. sounds cool, but when you just say, my friend Rocco or Rocco... The thing about Rocco, Rocco, who, who I who I meet yeah. down the back of a deli. Uh, Rocco is uh, in the Sopranos. Rocco is uh, he. The thing about he kind of touches on this as well is that a lot of this is about benevolent AIs, like the where the idea is like how do you program an AI that will help humans or like be positive towards humans? And an aspect mm. of that is like if you if you're this is the problem is if you're developing one to be what's the best way of putting it? If you're developing one to be uh self-sustaining that's considered one of the best ways to make it positive towards humans because it'll be like oh i need humans around to maintain my Mm -hmm. existence but the problem is what a lot of people talk about this now is that ai will be alien intelligence it won't it won't think quite like us because we're not developing developing it to think like us it thinks differently so what will it think is the best way to keep like humans humans around what is the best uh you, you know what is going to be what will it consider the best scenario for that 
with with AI as well, right? And I don't know enough about this at all, mm. right? <laughs> but how does it like? I always think about AI as taking the best decision for itself in the like ultimate way, if that makes sense. Mm. Like it'll gather up all the information and it'll make the best possible decision for. I don't know, it's survival or just the choice that it's making in whatever decision it's doing. You, you know what I mean? But is that necessarily true? Like, if we were to look at us, like, we make decisions based on, like, mad shit that is, even if we have all the information, we still don't do it. But, you know, because maybe there's emotion involved or things like that. I have no idea, really, like, as in, but, but you get where I'm, where yeah, I'm coming yeah. from. Like, is AI really going to be this thing that, you know, is just like this perfect decision maker? Or is there going to be these things that are going to make it more human-like? And, you know, will it have emotions? Like, will it be so intelligent it'll have emotions, which then will affect its decision making? So I think what you're kind of saying there, there's a few things around this in in actual, like, academic uh, AI, um, in, in AI academia, around the idea of you, what you're talking about is irrational um, irrational decision making let's say mm-hmm. how would you how is how you describe it as like a human but the question is an AI making decisions that to humans look irrational are might actually be rational from the point of view of the AI so you're creating an intelligence that you can't understand its rationale yeah okay but will it make decisions? Let's say we, let's say the AI, mm. from its point of view, will it be able? Will it make irrational decisions? It it's hard to say. I guess if you're developing developing it in the in the vein of like you're saying, if it develops emotions, let's say. Mm. But we don't know if it will develop emotions. Does it need emotions to have to be an intelligence? I think our only hope really is that it does develop emotions, right? Or else it'll just be this kind of out of control, perfect decision making thing, which, you know. I would say the argument against that is you're assuming that it's emotions. Like how many people are there that the emotions that drive them are anger, hatred or pain or whatever? Well, no, I I get that. Like I said, I I was actually factoring that in, but you would hope that you would be able to um, reason or at, at least create another AI. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, it would you would be able to level the the playing field somehow like that. But if you just had this this aut- almost automatic like perfect decision maker, it would do things like, well, I need to survive on the planet, so the humans are destroying it, so get rid of. You know, like as in like it, it would make decisions on like let's say like what's the best use of energy and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it would have no it would have no emotions whatsoever. So you'd kind of hope that it probably would, but then obviously you could get a super angry one, and then we really fun. well the. Uh, an idea around so one of the big problems around that and I guess the stuff I guess this is not to get too like depressing or despondent or whatever about that kind of stuff but most of those decisions that you would be hoping AI would like help us decide is you can like machine learning which is a type of AI but it's not artificial intelligence in the in the traditional sense it's like more just high level data analytics in reality, that stuff can give us the answers to the majority of those types of questions anyway. Like, and, and it has. Well, but I mean, I mean for itself. I mean for itself oh, okay. making decisions, not, yeah, not, not, providing, oh, us not answers, providing us answers. You know what I mean? So like how it operates, basically. I think from that point of view, it could potentially... Like, let, let's, say, let's say it says... It says like, like what you suggested. Um, or how about this? Is it, we've developed it to be self-sustaining. And to do things in its own mm. self-interest because we believe that it will try to solve the climate crisis because of that. But then it, it somehow works out a galaxy brain level of like, oh, actually, do you know what? If the climate's completely fucked, that's actually beneficial to me more because that means that it I need to exist to yeah. help sustain these things. So I think, again, it goes back to that thing of like where it's the AI itself is like an alien consciousness. It's not... It, we can't fully understand what it's hard to say if something would be logical or non-logical to it. it everything it would do it would interpret as being logical to itself i i think we maybe touched on this in simulation theory as well but like it's probably inevitable then that ai gets created with every sort of um intelligent life mm. well that's what's so terrifying to this particular 
concept. And the post, right, was wildly successful and it provoked huge discussion until, right, uh, Yodakowski, the guy who founded the page uh, or founded the website himself, he reacted to the piece by stating the following. Listen to me very closely, you idiot. (laughs) Right? This is like something I said earlier. Listen to me very closely, you idiot. You do not think in sufficient detail about superintelligences considering whether or not to blackmail you. That is the only possible thing which gives them a motive to follow through on the blackmail. So what he's saying is that by thinking about this, it's become a self-fulfilling prophecy. You have to be really clever to come up with a genuinely dangerous thought. I'm disheartened that people can be clever enough to do that and not clever enough to do the obvious thing and keep their idiot mouth shut about it. Because it's so (laughs) much more important to sound intelligent when you're talking to friends. This post is stupid. Ultimately, he would remove the post from the site, leading it to grow even more in in infamy. Some suggest that an extrap... Do you know what? The small stuff does sweat me. It does sweat (laughs) (laughs) Some suggest that an extrapolation from Rocco's post mean that we will someday see a true technological singularity. And like you said, Dennis, the fact that he's now said this means that it's inevitable that a hyperintelligence will be made, which is why this this has been deemed by some the most terrifying thought experiment of all time. Very cool. Yeah. Absolutely love day, it. I love it for mind. all the wrong re- <laughs> There you go. Absolutely love it, but it's just it's just a little bit it's an existential crisis, isn't it, when you really think about it. Like Way if AI happened, pops yeah. up if AI pops up in the next 15 20 years. You know, I, I just um cuz we're we're going towards the the end mm-hmm. of the episode, I assume. Yeah. Um but you know what I did do the other day is I did put in uh, some stand-up thoughts into an AI generator. Have you done that yet? Yes, yes. The and um, I've been I've been smashing up the clubs. With the <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I'm sure there's a couple of people up in Edinburgh this month who are getting a little bit of a hand yeah. off of it. I'm sure there's there's people who start off and they're probably getting a little bit of hand off of it. But I I um I t- I what I did was I put in kind of thoughts that I had myself and that are already bits. Mm. And I put it in, and like, thankfully, um, it didn't go uh, where I went. Thank God. But at the same time, like, you know, it was, it was kind of like you know, you're 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 starting off in stand up. Mm. You know, like I mean, if you start off in stand up with this kind of structure and stuff, the the ends of their of their the jokes and stuff are pretty bad. But at the same time, if if you started off and you saw someone do this, you'd be like, okay, that's not that's not too bad. Um, and that was that was pretty weird, but I still was quite. Um, I think I think like if we can just get like twenty years, just twenty years of of comedy career without AI getting a little bit better, will be all right. But if it gets like it does, it shouldn't. It, what I'm saying is like I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't rapidly get better at uh, writing uh, comedy because we could be screwed. Mm. But then, but then the other thing is, what's the point? Well, what's the point of anything after that if if um, if this just creates everything? Well, Dennis. Well, uh, I I don't know if uh, if you recall that I um I had a viral tweet had a viral tweet once about about what you're talking about of this idea of when you're a kid and you think of AI you're like oh wow you know you, you, we won't have to sorry sorry Raj so, sorry to interrupt you it was a viral tweet was yeah it? it was a viral tweet okay yeah, cool. it infected yeah, yeah, my important. infected my <laughs> my phone and <laughs> the that uh, um but where yeah it's like. When you're a kid and you think of AI stuff, you're like, oh, wow, you know, robots and stuff. We won't have to do any work. And instead it's like, yeah, okay, so you'll be working twice as hard, but now we've automated all of art. So you just don't have have to worry about any of that. All the creative side is gone. Um, I think as well, another scary aspect to that is, I I, I, I think that I mentioned this to you before about how when about two years ago, I was trying to pitch to the Soho Theatre, this idea of a fully AI uh, written comedy show. Mm-hmm. And back then, in order to do it, even even just two years ago, which is not a long time, what you had to do is implement, like I was using one of Google's um, AI generators, which is basically just like a very intelligent Markov chain. And then you had to like deploy it on a virtual machine and feed your stuff in in very 
in very like specific parameters. And in within two years, now the stuff that like basically the UI has just become a robot itself. So you can just chat to chat GPT or open AI and just say, yeah. oh, oh, oh well, what do you think about these ideas? Where you could not do that as like a public consumer. You could not do that two years ago. So like even yeah. that itself is a terrifying, like an absolutely fucking terrifying leap in terms of before you needed, oh, like, like you, basically, if you, if you fed the wrong stuff into it, it would just go, I don't know what you're on about. Whereas now it will mm. say, I'm not sure what you're on about. Can you tell me? Can you, it will actually talk to you. Like, yeah, I just don't know what the point is, other than if you're maybe consuming it. I assume that's that'll be the only point, right? Like, but I don't even see the motivation of it then. But then I do, I do definitely think that. I mean, you see it on Netflix and stuff, like where it's like almost paint by numbers scripts and stuff that's being written. You know, it's like real shite. What? And um, and they're just pushing it out, and people still watch it. So I don't think it probably won't make any difference from an audience point of view. Have you been keeping up on the um, on the the strike, the writer strike? I haven't been keeping up on it, but I'm aware. Well, of it. A, a big part of that is that the writers want to ban the use of AI within script writing, mm. and the, if this tells you where they want to take it, the studios are saying no way. Yeah, but they did, didn't they make a huge investment during the strikes as well into AI, one of the big companies? Oh, it wouldn't, it wouldn't uh, surprise me. And did you hear allegedly as well, uh, one of the things they're doing is holding out until people's uh, writers' rent yeah, um, yeah. comes up for, or their leases come up for renewal on their apartments, so they'll basically become homeless if they don't um, accept the terms. I, I ha- Lovely people. I have heard this, and all I have to say about that, Dennis, is more room for us. They, yeah. no, they, they, All right. I, uh, is that the end of our episode? I actually did have uh, two really quick theories. Go for it. All right. First one is um, it's just the Rocco is just, you know, pranking. We just came up with. But it doesn't matter. Well, yeah. But the second theory is going gonna, is gonna to blow your. Wait, can I guess what, what it is? It's AI doing it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nascent AI. With just enough intelligence to be able to make this post. And mm. that itself has ensured now that it will someday take over the world. Oh, that's terrifying. Terrifying. But, you know, we march on and we pretend it's not happening. Yeah, and actually, I'm reskilling into AI at the moment, so the, I'll see you in the new world. And, uh, All right, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of our AI-generated episode. Um, I'm Robot Len. You can find me at Robot Len 3D on um, whatever that thing is called now on Instagram. And over there in the yellow hoodie is... Roger O'Comedy. You can find me at Roger O'Comedy on Instagram or you can find a robotic version of me um, wherever wherever ChatGPT works. Um, oh, also as well, um, if you want to give us the old uh, reviews um, on Spotify, uh, Apple, and all the rest of the places. We're going to be moving into the Den Files now to discuss all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, on the back of that, all I have to say is love you, bye. Three big gulps. That's not a sip of tea. That's a, a problem. <laughs> there we go. I, when I took the first sip, I thought, you know what? There's not going to be another gap to have the rest of the tea. <laughs> so I'll just take it all out. Tea to the face.